Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Hello, everybody. Chuck Bonneville, Julie Hayden here on Truth Straight Up, Chuck and Julie Show, brought to you by AmericaCitizenPress.com, a great conservative website. Um, I think I mentioned last time, Tom Tancredo has an interesting article up. Yes. I'd recommend you read it there. And also Julie McCallan with Denver Sendogenics. Um, lots to talk about today. Momentarily, we're going to be getting Glendale Mayor Mike Denifin on, not to talk about Glendale so much, but he's become something of an expert on some of the alternative treatments for a COVID. Yeah, which should not be alternative. They should be mainstream, but, but right. bizarrely, our medical <laughs> establishment has lost its mind That's and right. decided if it works, you can't have it. You can't have it. And then at the bottom of the hour, we'll talk to Mark Poff. You guys all know him. Um, a couple of weeks ago when he filled in for us, thank you, Mark, he did a show on geofencing. And then lo and behold, that's one of the sort of main the, the main, yeah, main parts of the evidence um, that launched the uh, Georgia investigation into the alleged ballot trafficking. So I want to talk to him to kind of explain all of that for us. And just for fun, we're going to play the Ted Cruz soundbite on Gotta Tucker Carlson. What was, was he great. thinking? Well, what was he thinking in any of these circumstances? But why don't start where we're waiting to get Mike on the phone? I mean, if, I don't know if you guys have been reading about, so the Supreme Court today was hearing arguments um, about whether um, the, the vaccine mandate of Biden's, that OSHA could do a vaccine mandate for large employers. And talk about misinformation. Um, oh, we got Mike with us, so we should bring line Mike three. up. All right, on line three, we've got Mike Dunafin, the mayor of Glender, former gubernatorial candidate, and a bright guy who's who's... Uh, somehow uh, went off the uh, the deep end and decided <laughs> to study everything he could uh, about ivermectin and other ones. And I have to say, he's been 100% correct about, about all of it. But Mike, great to have you on. Well, I was interested in hearing. It's good to be here. Julie was doing a great job of explaining the uh, amicus brief in the Supreme Court. Yeah, well, and you know what? I was going to say, talk about misinformation. Um, you've got, you know, the judges, one of the judges is saying that the vaccines prevent transmission. The liberal judges, Sotomayor, they don't. The CDC says that. That Omicron's as deadly as the Delta variant. That there's some 100,000 children and ventilators inside hospitals. And there are 3,000 by all reports of, of, and most of them, are, it's incidental. Incidental. And then one of the judges said they're having 750. He was saying, this is why we have to have the vaccine mandate, because there's 750 million new cases um a week coming out or just yesterday just yesterday only 300, 350 million so people. that means everybody got twice. all of us mike we got covid twice yesterday didn't even know it um I mean, you know it is embarrassing anybody who's worked for judges know that often they're they're elderly and sometimes they're not as sharp as they, they can be or used to be uh but boy the supreme court just embarrassed themselves today just show you how talk about vaccine 
misinformation. Yeah. Well, Mike, talk a little bit about this, because I think you've been great and made it sort of a personal mission to try to explain some of the truth. I mean, let me ask you sort of generally first, what do you make of of all of the the I mean, we get banned for misinformation that's not misinformation. But what do you make of all just the outright misinformation, the CD flea, CDC flip flops that's that's out there? What do you make of it all? Well, we've started out with a narrative and nobody has paid attention to the narrative and the narrative. uh, There's a fellow that everybody should get onto and uh, Robert Malone that got onto him recently on Joe Rogan and introduced him. His name's Matthias Desmond. Matthias Desmond is, um, is a professor of clinical psychology at Dent university in Belgium. He came up with, Mass formation. Now, mass formation has been something that's been going on with people for a long, long time, but has accelerated now with the disenfranchisement of people because of electronic devices and what is called free floating anxiety. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up, and it, I urge everybody to pull up the Joe Rogan podcast with, yeah. with Robert Malone. <clears throat> we're seeing it with our Supreme Court justices. Yeah. As, as, Ch- as Chuck knows, <clears throat> almost two years ago, I came across uh, some articles that were astounding to me that I felt could change the course of our society and change the, the idea that we should shut society down, we should mask the world, we should essentially commit economic suicide at the hands of misinformation. Now, at that particular time, I didn't think that it was quite the, well, you'd sound like a conspiracy nutcase if you yeah. said, said it two years ago. So ivermectin was a, was a drug that was invented by Atoshi Amura, who's a, won a Nobel Prize for it in 2015. Ivermectin is an antiparasitical drug that has antiviral properties and just like hydroxychloroquine. Well, it's a it's called a zinc ionophore, which right. means the cytoplasm or the cell body in the presence of an ionophore, zinc is admitted into the cell body. Well, the spike protein is destroyed by zinc. So if you're taking quercetin or which is a green tea extract or um, ECGC, which is apples, I believe I may have flipped those over. It's available in your health food store. Huh. So a doctor named Zev Zelenko comes along. And Zev Zelenko is a, a, an observant Jew in upstate New York. And he's, he's dealing with the fact that the CDC is making all sorts of, of claims about the, the disease. But he realizes that COVID-19 the claims about the disease, there are no therapeutic treatments right. other than back then. Was rim and water, a lot of water. Yeah. Right, right. Well, right. So go home and wait till your lips turn blue and then uh, come yeah, see us and we'll, we'll, we'll $3,000 a copy and then we'll integrate right. you and you have a right. 90% chance of dying. Exactly. Well, Zeb Zelenko comes along and he says, no, there's. There's treatments. There's, those treatments you can you can use ivermectin. Now ivermectin has been used 
to cure river blindness. It's also uh, used in scabies. And it, as an aside note, they start using it. In, they've been using it for a long time in scabies and rest homes when they'd have an outbreak. And they noticed that a, that a large portion of the population didn't die of COVID because, and they didn't correlate it in the very beginning. So Zelenko comes along and starts saving people. He sends a letter to Donald Trump. And in the letter to Donald Trump, he said, use hydroxychloroquine and you can save the world. Uh Now, Trump then, as you recall, tells people he's taking hydroxychloroquine. He also did monoclonal antibodies. Well, the next thing that comes out is he's, he is lambasted by the FDA and the CDC for recommending, and if you recall, fishbowl cleaner. Right. Well, I they said he was drinking bleach. And I mean, and Joe Rogan got right, attacked right, for that too, right? right? You're taking horse right. dewormer or something like that. Now move forward to Janet Woodcock and, and a guy now, I think his first name is Scott, Scott Bright. They came out and, and when Trump said, Tell the world, he puts an executive order out and says, get everybody hydroxychloroquine. Make it available. That's Scott Bright. So Janet Woodcock and Scott Bright do, do something that Zev Zelenko says they should be responsible for the death of, get this, 500,000 Americans. Well, let me just clarify. So, these are big pharma people, right? These are people with ties these to big are, pharma. Yeah, they're with, they're with BARDA and the FDA. Right. So um, they make it emergency use authorization. So they go against Trump's executive order and say it can only be used, hydroxychloroquine, in hospitalized patients. Well, Zeb Zelenko's protocol with the zinc, the C, the vitamin D3 was early treatment. Right. But once somebody gets to the hospital, you can't save them. Right. Right. So so he he goes against that the the, the CDC Woodcock and Bright and says I'm going to treat people. Yeah. So he saves ninety nine percent of his patients with this protocol. In the meantime, he talks to the Rabbinical Council of Israel and said calls them and you can all I urge the listeners to pick this up and, and watch it. He said, what is it that the Jewish nation, we Israelis, do not understand about Mengele? And he refers to to the rabbinical council. He said, you're you're working for Mengele. Right. Because this is, you know, that's a staggering thing to say. Right. Well, this was months and months ago, and now it's coming out, and we're watching the Supreme Court justices drink the Kool-Aid. Right. They are so ill-informed, or worse yet, they are informed, and there's something way worse going on. No, well, let me- no. Here's here. You know, judges do not like to make fools of themselves. Um, even liberal judges don't, don't like to make fools of themselves. Um, so clearly, they believe what they're saying, and, and they believe it's accurate. Now, that's scarier than anything else. I mean, they're just well, not, Chuck, they're, that, Chuck, that will take us right back to where we started with Matthias Desmond and what is called mass formation psychology. Yeah, which is, there is 30% of the populace, because of 
and I urge everybody, go research this, is in effect hypnotized. That's right. Let me, Mark, Mike, I wanted, so somebody's commenting, you are so on target, well-spoken, so I want to remind people, we're talking to Mike Donovan, mayor of um, Glendale, but who's become really a, a, an expert on this whole, I remember, advocate. an advocate, and this is from one of our listeners, Steve, Mike, he says, I have a high school friend in Oklahoma who was 70 and was fully vaccinated. He had a stent inserted, and two days after the hospital stay, he got COVID and 103-degree fever. Because he's a rancher, he has ivermectin. Two days later, the fever broke. Yeah, and I- well, I don't think you want to take the ivermectin. You know, there are different dosages for humans, and it's it's all you know. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm assuming he he did it with his doctor. But no, here's what, the thing, Mike. Um, you're absolutely right. There's a there was a narrative that was formed, and early on, I think the United States decided, the, and I think the FDA people and the Fauci people that they decided they were going to push the vaccine on everyone because there's a lot more money in vaccines. Why do we want the hospitals were in on it because they got reimbursed coroners were in on it because they got reimbursed. It's like, why would we want to have inexpensive, well, uh, non-patentable, you know, re- well, they also, treatments? they also decided that since these were not done by double blind placebo tests, which takes years and years and really cost people lives that the only treatment allowed was water and, and rest. Um, and it's just, it's just, they kill people, they kill people. And, and I don't, you know, uh, I have a protocol, my own protocol, uh, with my doctor about if, if I come down with Omicron, cause I, because I've had COVID, so it's possible, but, but to go to the hospital these days is a death sentence. It's a death sentence. I mean, it's well, just, depending on the politics of the physician who's treating well, you. Well, but, but Colorado, Dora's yeah. against it and everything else against it. Going to the hospital is is a way of, of, of endangering your life. And who thought that was true? Who thought that, that uh, doctors today, you have to ask the politics of the doctor. Who'd you vote for? Well, yeah. and if, if they say Obama or Biden or something, you kind of go, I need another I doctor. I need another doctor, yeah. Well, if you want to go through the down the wormhole, you start with the Ibrahim Flexner report. That report was back in the 1900s and was commissioned by Rockefeller. And it actually changed the names of what people did. For instance, an allopath is now considered an MD. So the naturopath, all of those people were put out of business So because Big Pharma was based on petroleum. And you can... You can go read all this and, and study it, and you, you'll find yourself saying, I just wanted to know what, why we're not treating people who are sick. I did not want to know that, that evil actually exists. Yeah. And that's what you're, you're going to find. We, in the United States, we are part of a control group for an experiment. It's not for a vaccine. These aren't vaccines. They're genome therapies. Mm-hmm. Right. And now, I don't know if you've seen this recently, the, the CDC was hacked and they have all the batch numbers of the vaccines in association with all of the vaccine companies and which numbers of the vaccine groups are actually killing people and which aren't. <laughs> Now, well, that's why want... they wanted to take 75 years mm-hmm. before they would release the data. Right. It's like what? <laughs> yeah, that's really just think of that. Everyone would be dead anyway. So it's like. Well, let's go ahead. Uh, Robert Malone, the one thing that that the left always does is their messaging has been, at least in the past, great. Uh, And so they decided, okay, Fauci is it. 
uh, and occasionally Walensky, and prior to that, uh, the woman Bricks. Bricks, yeah. Uh, Bricks. Um, and and the 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 if we'll call it for for lack of a better name, the sane anti-vaxxers um, have never had one person. It's just a plethora of names, so it's confusing. Uh, but Robert Malone has become a, a a face of the sane anti-vaxxers. And and let's play that. Uh, That's a Fauci soundbite, Fauci please, bite, because he's just so right on and surgical masks effective at preventing the spread of Omicron. Yeah. When the CDC says they are effective, in fact, they are. Dr. Malone, that's a lie. Is that not true? Yes. It's a, I mean, it's Tony. Uh, I, what can I say? Tony has no integrity. He lies all the time. And I've, me and my peers have, have been watching this for decades we just shrug our shoulders and shake our heads and say it's Fauci. And there's never just, been a better well, put he's down. He's a liar. Yeah, he's like, never, it's like, of course he's a liar. He's a comical liar. And all of a sudden, I think, I think enormous amount of people who, who weren't sure what to think about Fauci have now kind of realized, <laughs> oh, yeah. At, at the very <laughs> least, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But, but I mean, well, I think he, he does. He, Julie, he knows exactly what he's talking right. about. That's the scary part of it. 17 yeah. months ago, I started, Chuck knows this, going out to the the Arapahoe Women's Club, the Men's Club, um, talking to them about what is going on in society. I had given a letter to the Metro Mayor's Caucus and said, look, here are the things we need to understand as leaders in our community. We must at least learn the questions, and they should be answered. So I'm sitting in a meeting with Dr. Douglas from Tri-County Health and Dr. Douglas. Oh, killer, Tri-County Tri-County the person who killed Tri-County for about yeah. another week, fortunately. I'm sorry, go right. ahead. Well, he's Julie. He's sitting in this meeting and there's four mayors in this, uh, and he says that natural immunity is far less effective than vaccinated immunity. And I said, in the first place, it's not a vaccine. In the second place, that's a lie. Right. Good for you. And so, well, and, and, I, and when he left the room, you know, God, how could you say this to this esteemed doctor? I said to 20 people in the room, our problem is that we are controlled by fear and we have no leadership based on the fact we're fearful of everything we do. I said, the people in this room were elected to represent somebody. And I would say they should have that representation based on one thing the truth and if you can't right. find the truth find somebody that'll ask the questions about the truth right. and that's why mike was interred uh two days later uh for a brief stint in a psychiatric hospital <laughs> <laughs> well, they couldn't find me at that point chuck because you know i'm, I'm pro marijuana <laughs> well and mike you know here's the thing that i would let me ask you this i would imagine that sitting there in that room that 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 the doctor knew he was lying and all the other mayors knew he was lying too no, I didn't know. well or they just don't care no no uh, it's just like the supreme court justices yes they they're actually asleep <laughs> they're actually under hypnosis and in mass in mass formation you end up with four different levels of mass formation before the people start killing killing the other people who are asleep. And here's the interesting thing. Once they've killed all them, then they, then they have to kill each other. Right. Because it destroys the narrative and ruins the club that they're in 
which was based on disenfranchisement, free-floating anxiety, and now they're saying, well, I don't have any purpose left. So you take all of these people that are sitting in their grandparents' basement in their underwear uh, texting, yeah. they, they, create, they create mass formation. Look, well, I've come to the conclusion that in the, mass... in the witch trial in Salem, yeah. they looked around and said there aren't any women left. Well, you know, oh, really? I go back to it's a simple, simple thing. But years ago, when I was a reporter, there was a story. There were a bunch of kids. It was from some out of state youth group. So a bunch of like teenagers, like 14 year olds. Right. And they were at doing something at Red Rocks and somebody started hyperventilating, got sick. And there was something like literally like 40 kids ended up in the hospital, all hyperventilating, all, you know, anxiety, things like that. And there wasn't a single physical thing wrong with any of them. It was just this one kid had an issue and pretty soon, boom, the hysteria spread. And I think that's why you have people going to emergency rooms to be tested for COVID, even though they don't have any symptoms, right? It's like, it's, if you don't well, have a symptom, I've, I've why come, would you I've want to be tested? To, I've come to the conclusion that all human life is mass formation psychosis that's how everything except for this show and including the show i mean everything is mass foundation (laughs) psychosis it really is i mean if you if you look at what human beings do you have to go they all must be crazy and it is i mean there's there's whether it's climate change or it doesn't matter what it is it's 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 you know the the polar bears are gonna be extinct for the fifth time it doesn't matter (laughs) well chuck just ask just ask your Somebody asked their 14-year-old daughter, do you think it's possible for you to physically kill a Navy SEAL with your bare hands? <laughs> to kill them? And they'll say yes. Well, they could. Because they're the, knocked out. The movies, the yeah. movies have shown them that there is no difference between small and large, strong and weak, because we're dealing with equity. Yeah, equity yeah. is what is killing people yes well it's, and that's and, part of the psychosis and it is this whole thing and you know to read just some of the comments and to get back to you know mike why we wanted to get you on to talk about this when you've got people like the supreme court justices spewing this information and people are saying you know it's criminal to not give proper treatment i mean and it's criminal and it's evil for the scientific or the medical community to know that there are ways to treat this um, to know and then to prohibit anyone from speaking about it. We've got a good friend who's a doctor who comes on the show now, but at the beginning of this, he wouldn't because he said, are you kidding? My colleagues will force me out of the practice for talking about the mm-hmm. truth. Um, I mean, that's just evil to let people get sick and die because it's, it's one thing to further your narrative with, I don't know, little lies or lies that or I don't know what, but it's another thing when you just actually let people die to further your narrative so that big pharmaceutical companies and you can make more money. Well, what do you think? Everything is just, if yeah. it's not mass foundation psychosis, it's a Tuskegee experiment. And, and we, both. yeah, <laughs> and that's what we are. We We are the the Tuskegee experiment people. Um, and they want to make sure that everybody's in on the experiment. So they can't have a control group. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just, 
you know, it's, it's, these are times in which it's hard to put faith in much of anything. And I think one of the things people had faith in is that medicine, Western medicine in general, tried to do the best it could, though faulty. Um, and I no longer believe that, uh, you know, big pharma or whatever else it is, has, has taken it over. And it is just one more thing that you've got to, you've got to really be fearful of. Um, and that creates that mass foundation psychosis of anxiety. You take a look at the number of people that are willing to suspend any sort of belief in thought. So once you suspend a belief in thought, you are a free floating radical that actually has no place to go. So the, a free radical will connect with another free radical. And they develop this mass formation. So you take a look at the hot hospital ship that comes in into New York. Well, it, it was successful in delivering three babies. Yeah. <laughs> but it, didn't, it, it, was, it was not successful in any other form. So in, in order to boast your mass formation, it's necessary for you to develop a t- test that verifies your mass formation. Ah. So this is, what, this is what Carrie Mullis was screaming about before he mysteriously died of yeah. pneumonia. Yeah. Right. He said, you can't use the PCR, preliminary chain reaction, polymerase chain reaction test, for any purpose other than collecting particles. You start with a molecule. You start with one. By the time you spin that up 40 times, you have a trillion copies. Right. So he said, you can find anything you want. So they right. started spinning up the PCR test. He said, it's not valid for anything past 27 cycles. So well, the and, now, though, and others start, started spinning it up 45 times. And now, though, what's interesting, Mike, is, and I know we got to let you go here in a couple of minutes, but what's interesting to me is now that it's become politically difficult for the Democrats, they're trying to kind of unwind this whole thing. But but mass formation, just our psychosis doesn't just go away that easily. All of a sudden now they're mm. saying, OK, you no. only have to be isolated for five days. Don't use a PCR test. And people are freaking out. And now <laughs> we only Julie, need a report. It, it is the tiger that eats its own babies. Yeah. And at some level, you sit back and say, I, you know, I'm getting some like Chuck Scheudenfreuden. Yeah. I'm starting to I'm starting to enjoy some of this, except they're so damn dangerous. You can't be around them. They might get you. Right. Yeah, that's well, true. that's true. And to destroy the economy while they're at it. All right, Mike. Well, thanks so much for coming on. <laughs> sure. Appreciate it. And, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm always happy to be the bearer of great, happy news. <laughs> <laughs> Truth straight up, Mike. Thank you very much. Have a great rest of your afternoon. You too. Bye bye. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, when you've got, as you said, the Supreme Court justices, either they're deliberately lying or they're idiots. And I don't know which is worse. But in the meantime, though, you know, they're, they're starting even in the Denver Post for the first time I saw this, they were talking about pediatric hospital or they're talking about hospitalizations. And they said, although it's not clear, not clear. whether the hospitalizations were from COVID or, or with, with COVID. COVID. So it, and, not, yeah, and, and so I, I don't know. I don't know how they undo it, but um, want to switch gears now. I so said we have Mark off with us. Um, and one of the things we talked about this um, Wednesday, the uh, Secretary of State in Georgia acknowledges Raffensperger after all this time that he is launching an investigation into allegations of essentially massive ballot trafficking. 
that went on in the 2020 election and the runoff um, that true the vote people um, found what they called two, 242 people who were involved in this mass trafficking and wanted to talk to Mark Poff, former El Paso County Sheriff investigator about some of the techniques they use. So Mike or Mike, Mark, Mark if you want to go ahead, unmute yourself and bring your camera up there. Hey, happy party Friday. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? We're doing? talking mass death, uh, right. infections, and everything good. I'm trying to find a hundred thousand kids in the hospital with COVID. Right. Well, that's the 750 million Americans who yesterday. yesterday who got COVID. So even though you got it twice yesterday too, even though you don't realize it. So let me talk about one of the things that this true the vote people they they talk about using was. Um, geofencing and cell phone data. And they were able to say they could show that these 240 people were going to specific locations where they were, they alleged that the ballots were delivered, processed, and then distributed. And then they could track them to drop boxes all over the place. I mean, we're talking thousands of ballots here. Why don't you hundreds of thousands? Hundreds of thousands. Um, why don't you talk? What is because I know you talk about it when you filled in for us, but they said they used, among other things, geofencing. So I wanted to talk to you about what is it exactly and how reliable is it? Um, well, I don't know if I want to say how reliable it is. I may have to go against it in court. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, actually, I mean, when it comes to geofencing, it's more accurate than cell phone data. Okay. And the reason it is, is with cell phone data, you're triangulating or you're using cell towers and, and all you get with cell towers is, hey, you use this tower at this location and the antenna was facing west. So you might have been somewhere to the west of that tower. OK, with geofencing, what you do is you actually come up with um, GPS coordinates and you provide it to the vendor. And Google is the number one person that's asked for geofencing data, because Google has it all. They have all our data, but there is other vendors like Facebook and other social media vendors that are actually tracking your location because you turn it on, you give it up to them for free because you say, okay. But my guess is these individuals that were doing this ballot harvesting, they were probably getting on their phones and saying, oh, they told me to go to this ballot drop that's located at 23rd in Maine or, or wherever. So they're plugging that into their Google Maps so they can you know, be brain dead. And it tells them where Don't to drive me. to to the next ballot drop in the middle of the night. And so that data is all stored. And then because their GPS location services is turned on, when you set up this geofence, which is around the ballot drop box, they're going to go inside of that zone. So that data is going to be there. So what happens is, is Google, because they have this huge database of all these records, just imagine how many millions and billions. Wait, let me back you up. Let me back you up. So where do they, they're getting this one first, they're getting it from the, the vendors, the Google, Facebook, they're getting it from our cell phones. So yes. for instance, we turn on, I might find we the turn phone. on our location services. So it's sort of like a plane. It's constantly sending out a little signal where I am. Your, your GPS chip is, is reading where you are okay. all the time if you have it turned on, and you're voluntarily providing that information to Google. And it stores that. So, so True the Vote paid Google X to provide them the information? Now, that's the part that really has me stumped because Google has made it very clear they won't give this information up without a warrant or a subpoena. I was going to say, is this information... Because I, I don't, is this information discoverable or who knows? I mean, well, that, you can definitely, you can definitely obtain the information. And, and, you know, if the government was really interested, 
and investigating these matters. If someone says, hey, I think there's a lot of ballot harvesting going on. Well, you know, that's really simple to catch because the bottom line is you've got to have individuals that are stuffing ballot boxes with all these ballots. So why wouldn't you, as being in law enforcement or the judicial system, and you want to look into ballot harvesting, why wouldn't you set up geofences at every ballot drop and then see which cell phones are the same because there's no right. reason for one person to go to 20 different ballot boxes in the same night or or whatever. And, and again, it's not going to be accurate enough to say they're standing at the ballot box. Geofencing right. is not that accurate. You probably have to increase it by about you know 10 yards, but okay. which is still pretty accurate why are these people hanging around the tent well so let me make sure i understand so the way it would work then is so i'm a ballot harvester and i initially no one knows who i am there's it's but they just can use i guess algorithms and pro computer programs to find out okay which are the cell phone because they also had surveillance video so i'm assuming they can see this guy with this you know, license plate is dropping a, you know, a backpack full of ballots off three times in this thing. Right. And then you kind of get then the cell phone data. You found out, okay, which cell phones keep showing up at the ballot boxes. Now then can you turn around and figure out, okay, where then do these cell, these same cell phones? Oh, look, we've got all of these cell phones that were at the data that were the ballot box. They're also showing up at this warehouse. I mean, is that how that would work? Okay. Well, if you know, if you, you have to have, cause you're reverse engineering all this. Okay. So you have the location of all the ballot drop boxes. So you okay. put geofences around that and say, I want everybody who goes with inside that fence. Well, if I go in there one time to one ballot box, who cares? But right. if I match all 10 ballot boxes and you're at all 10 of them, why is that? Then you need to know where are some of these groups that you suspect Ah. are in this ballot harvesting and you put a geofence around their building or their warehouse or their location. And another thing you can do, I'm sure they can do this, is let's say that they list like 200 and some of these individuals right. that they've identified. 240. Well, well, first thing I do is who are they talking to? You, you know, right. I showed when I, I did oh. my last show, you can do these link things and you can see who's calling who on this list. All of these ballot harvesters should all be calling their leaders, you know? Right. So you should see you who see. is this person talking to all of these ballot right. harvesters. Plus what all locations are all of these people going to that are not ballot, ballot boxes. Right. So you should be able to reverse engineer and say, where are these locations? And then when you, you find out that, that they're, you know, Stacey Abrams house, yeah. well, <laughs> well, then, you know, now you, you know, know that's, that's interesting. Now yeah, I, that's, I that's assume the that the, the NSA has all those conversations. They probably already have some, it. Some, some place. <laughs> and this is, you, you know, I briefed, I told you, I, I gave a presentation at a Kiwanis meeting about a lot of this stuff. And someone raised their hand and said, why aren't they using geofencing and these tower dump technologies when it comes to the, all these smashing grabs and all these riots right. you know, to determine who are all these people? And my response was, well, you have to really want to investigate those crimes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, right. if you don't want to, you're not going to look. So if Georgia is not interested in ballot harvesting because it may not show what they want, then guess what? They're not going to they're investigate and they're not going to use this wonderful tech. I shouldn't say wonderful, but this new technology <laughs> that allows <laughs> you to do that. I mean, if, it, if the Supreme Court rules that this is legal to do this because you are obtaining privacy information 
against individuals that may have never committed a crime. So let me, let me ask whole, you this though. Is yeah. this how they get around it? So when you sign those, those, you know, terms of agreement forms, oh, absolutely. That you ever look at, I got to assume that somewhere in there is something that says I'm allowing them to collect yeah, this data. Collect because this data. You, you, you allow them to do it because it helps them um, provide a better service. Uh-huh. It's better world. There, but they also say in their privacy agreements that they will not give up this information unless forced to by the government. See, but one thing we don't know, and that they didn't explain that how true the vote got how it. They got it. But let me ask you this. So then can you go backwards then? Because they've identified and it's or this is why is this maybe why they need subpoenas? Because okay, now you have these cell phones. I as a private citizen, well, I guess I probably could as a reporter. I mean, it's tricky to find out who actually owns that cell phone though, right? Correct. Okay. But you can do it. I mean, push come to shove. Um, you can actually call the number and say, hey, right. you know, who are you? That's what I mean. I did that many but, times as a reporter and they're like, who are you? I'm like, hi. <laughs> well, you, you can identify, like they said, you know, 200 and some people. But to actually find out who the subscribers are, I mean, that has to require a subpoena. So the question is, and I actually saw this video today of um, the attorney general of Georgia. And I, I'm pretty sure you guys aren't big fans um, saying that, yes, we're going to investigate this. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, so the state attorney general is being schooled by a group that went out and did his work. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's easy. If I tell you, hey, I've got some evidence here. I think people were ballot harvesting. And here's some videos. I mean, if you see a guy in the middle of the night, I don't care who he is. You can't identify him. Doesn't matter. But you see him taking out a backpack and shoving this ballot box filled with ballots. I'm thinking maybe you want to do a geofence and find out who these people are. Right. Well, particularly in Georgia, let's make it clear too. In Georgia, ballot harvesting is totally illegal. It's not even like you in can't Colorado. Bring your mother's ballot. Right. I couldn't take Chuck's ballot. Right. And so, so you're right. The very fact that these videos. Well, and then so so probably then. Well, then then what you do is you have to as a, an investigator. Then you'd have to bring them in and say, "What were you doing?" Well, they have an inside source. They have a yeah, whistleblower. Clearly. And well, he said, said he's going to subpoena this person. He, he yeah. I mean, he said in this video I saw. That yeah. we're going to bring this guy in and we're going to interrogate him or talk to him. I would interrogate him right. and, and find out. And, and it's very simple questions. It sounds like he's cooperating. Who paid you? Right. That right. would be my first question. Here's a Diet Coke. Who paid you? Right. Right. Um, and now that Venmo was collecting information over any <laughs> transaction over 600 bucks, yeah. I could just call Venmo. Well, so one other thing, I mean, so this it's interesting. So from an investigative point of view, and I won't ask if it's reliable or not, but this is... No, you can ask the question. It is reliable. Okay. The geofencing is is reliable. Now, they made a statement, and I question everybody. Even if I read something, I I question, take everything with a grain of salt. And they said that geofencing data showed that they went to so many ballot boxes. Well, you can't say that. What they needed to say um, is that they were in the close proximity. They were within 20, 10 yards. Of- I mean, because ask yourself a question, if you were on a jury or you were an investigator and someone in the middle of the night went to five different, close to five ballot locations in the middle of the night, is that still pretty suspicious? Right. right. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. going to, what was going to me is like Bill Clinton, what is the meaning of his? Right. Are you within, within 10 yards of a ballot box? Have you gone to that ballot box? You and could what, make that stuff. And, well, and I think it sounds like what they did from an, their investigative point of view is they probably had more people, but I bet what they did, and I'm just supposing this, is they matched people with cars. 
is, you know what I mean? There might have been many more people who maybe Ubered or something. Well, that, I don't except know. this guy, the insider said he got paid $45,000, $10 a, a trafficked ballot, and there were 240 that traveled. So you're talking about a half million ballots. Right. I mean, I don't know how many more people there would be. You can't. And, and there are only a million ballots. That's a good point. That's a good point. Is that enough to turn an election? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that was half million. I, I mean, half, you know, absolutely it is because you know who they're all voting for. And I thought it was interesting that a lot of this ballot harvesting was actually in the Senate runoff, you, you know, because that right. to them at that point was the most critical. Yes, right. It yes, was, yes. you know, we have to have at least 50. And, and as it turns out, they needed 51. But, it's interesting from the standpoint of this is kind of my now my life, according to, to Mark, is there's probably no way we can fix what already happened. But mm-hmm. we keep we keep going through the cycle of, hey, we have a problem. We need to fix it. Then we don't fix it. It happens again. Well, and we it, have no. It's like your other analysis. If you don't want to investigate an election, you don't investigate right. it. There have been elections where they said, "Okay, this is we can't know how these people voted, but it's enough votes to overturn the election, so we overturn it." I mean, these guys are in there for six years, hey, um, got... and so you go, "Okay, you've been there six, and that's too many." Um, you, you know, the, the office is now vacant. I mean, it's just right. it, it, it. You don't have to kind of assume. Oh, gee, we can't do anything about it. Even if it, it shortened the term by a day, it'd be worth it. And here we've got Charlene has raised her hand. So she has a question there. Hey, Charlene, thank you for listening. As always, go ahead. You can. Well, uh, we have such smart guests on today, and I just say swarm them, swarm them with all these facts. <laughs> you know, come from the left, come from the right, you know, from the bottom, from the top, and just keep hitting them. But, you know, there's, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but McConnell is proposing changes that would eliminate Congress's power to challenge a fraudulent election. And this is the compromise. So uh, in other words, if the Democrats steal another election, we would be powerless to stop it if they get this law through Congress. Julius. That's a very good point. And you're like, why at a time when all of the momentum really right now is on the Republican side, really, what the frick is Mitch McConnell doing saying, I guess we could consider some election integrity changes. It's like, shut the frick up. Look what happened to Ted Cruz yesterday. That's how scared they are and how proactive they are i mean they're right. you know the three steps ahead of us but you know but one are, of- well, they're more than that i mean i promise you this next grab and so forth they'll have burner phones or they won't bring phones ah. the geofence they'll they'll take in all this knowledge and and be five times well, and that's down it. that that's really the point is both the republicans and the democrats know what just happened in the last presidential election they both know what happened yes. the republicans want to expose it and fix it. The Democrats, they are looking at the vulnerabilities. Okay, how did we screw up and kind of got caught? Let's make sure that doesn't happen again. Yeah. And and you know, and let's take over all the elections and make them federal. And right. let's make voter fraud easier. I you know uh, it, it just amazes me. I can't do anything without my driver's license. I literally can't I can't fly. I can't hardly do anything. But they're saying that I they want to make it illegal to ask for IDs to vote, the most critical thing in, in our mm-hmm. country. Right. It sounds like you're a voter suppressor to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, Julie, am I still here? You asked yourself, go ahead, Charlie. Yeah, you're there until you mute yourself. About. They did a survey 
and the survey is um, primary voters. Uh, Trump got 55. DeSantis got 20. The other seven rhinos got 25% of all of them. Uh, right. Uh, that included Haley, Ted Cruz, you know, even Pompeo is in there, you know, uh, all the rhinos ganging up. They've got 25%. So the, the left or the cabal or whatever you want to call them is just beside themselves. They cannot yes. break away the America first portion of the Republican Party. Oh, they're doing so, nuts. We had Cole West, who, who was, <laughs> who was our very favorite Lincoln board, the Lincoln Project board member and so forth, decided he was no he's longer not, be, he's not gonna be He Republican. tried to talk reason to people. He tried, but they want to suppress. They get harder to vote. They, they give vaccine misinformation. I hope Brockler joins them in leaving the leaving the GOP. But you know, you one call the Brockler show and ask him if he's in. Oh yeah, good. If he'll take my call, but I called him a rhino on Facebook, so he probably won't take my call. But anyway, but there's you know, if you are Republican in name only, just own it and say, "Look, I'm getting away with it. What's the big deal?" You know. But there's shame. So shame is good. Shame is good. But right. the, thank you, Charlene. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Thanks, Charlene. Well, Mark, now, why, why would I ever vote for someone who doesn't put America first? Yeah. Right. I, I we live in America and all. Um, you know, I mean, I would put Canada first. If Canada, Ireland. Yeah. That's the guy I want. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, Badger, one thing, too. So this geofencing thing, it's really interesting. Um, and as you, you point out, I hadn't even thought of this, but it's like, yeah, if the government wants to be and, and it, you know, clear about it, all you got to do is around every ballot box, put a geofence. And, and tell a really good that. camera, a night right. camera, exactly. a really good night camera. And here's something else you could do that. Well, I, I even hate to say this. You could put a Wi-Fi real close to it. And when people walk up with their phones, if they have their Wi-Fi turned on, you'll actually get the MAC address of the phone. Yeah. Back, which is actually, it's a, a serial number, basically the physical phone. Even though you don't connect to the Wi-Fi, the fact that you you do communicate to say, hey, have I ever used you before? And, and so you could do that and, and you could actually tell whose cell phones are getting close to that ballot box. But good high-res night cameras oh, yeah. all over yeah, ballot boxes. Something else. I mean, these people, you know, while Trump is holding these great rallies, and Biden's hiding in his basement. Zuckerberg is funneling millions and tens of millions to into to, these drop boxes. These are all these drop are boxes. All... The, it's into people conducting the elections, and right. they're all Democratic operatives. I mean, they're just they're, they're there so far ahead. Republicans are always, you know, three steps a half mile behind. I know. We'll figure this out and we'll try to do it. And then, and then, like you said, the Democrats, like they'll leave their cell phones as they, they just park a block away. Well, let right. me go just a couple more questions because um, we're coming close to the end of the show. Just what is this kind of concerns me on one hand, though, the fact that this information is all out there. And, yep. um, and, and I sometimes I go back and forth on do you want to just go off the grid? Because I have to admit, the reason I have it on is because I know if I don't, I'll lose my cell phone. And then I'll never be able to find it. I mean, that <laughs> does find work. Friends, so right. you can find your phone. That's right. That's the only reason I have it on. And well, the other thing that they make it hard, like I try to turn off the Facebook tracking, right? To track what I go right. to and sites and things like that makes it almost impossible to, pro to promote our show because they, right. they, they, they make it, they just make your lives difficult if you don't play by their rules, basically. Yeah. And, and, and I love, um, Google Maps and MapQuest, because when yeah. I even when I even when I drive places I know, 
Right. I put it on because it'll say, hey, there's a traffic problem ahead. Slow down. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 So our civil rights are violated. We might as well. Listen, Mark, I'm going to let you go because we wanted to talk about. I have a few more. Oh, never mind. We're not going to let you go. Okay. (laughs) So so if you were going to cheat the system, how, how would you do it? Which system? Yeah. The, the 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 okay. So now they they know that you've if they got want to these, avoid being geofenced. Yeah, geofenced and everything else. They just well, like you said, you know, get, get your hand phones. on a burner phone. Uh-huh. What I always tell someone, you know, if you're going to go out and commit a homicide, don't take your cell phone. Right. But even better, if you're going to go commit a homicide, give your cell phone to a friend or put it in the trunk of their car, and they don't know it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So then when the police pull your cell phone records, they'll say, man, you know, he was down in Pueblo and the homicide <laughs> was in Denver. Brilliant. You know, so there's also other things that you could um, you could get a Faraday bag and put your phone in it while you're going uh-huh. out and doing bad things. So you have this little bag and you put it in. That's it what they do in Mission Impossible. It, well, exactly. But, you know, I just want to ask you guys just to do me one favor. Um, when I die, don't let me vote Democrat. Okay. Yeah. There'll only be one no, party. No, we're going to switch your registration to uh, independent and say that you were sick of the Republicans. You tried to reason with them. Right. All right, Mark. Great to talk to you. Great speaking with you. Have a great weekend. All right, you guys too. Bye-bye. All right, there you All go. Right, yeah, Leo is like burner phone or a piece of aluminum foil. Okay, and because it is Party Friday, just for fun, you guys, we wanted to kind of wrap this up the a, show. This at is the end. a Schrodenfreud moment watching Ted Cruz get roasted. So, t- Ted Cruz, as you all know, gets out there and says, Oh, the people on January 6th were domestic terrorists. And um, brave. And then uh, police then did everything gets, they could to save the, right. the elected officials. And then he gets roasted. So he texts Tucker Carlson and says, oh, 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 explain. So if we could quickly play, um, Thomas, please, the Ted Cruz soundbite. Who called this a terror attack when by no definition was it a terror attack. That's a lie. You told that lie on purpose. And I'm wondering why you did. Well, Tucker, thank you for having me on. When you aired your episode last night, I I sent you a text shortly thereafter and said, listen, I'd like to go on because the way I phrased things yesterday, it it was sloppy and and it was frankly dumb. I don't buy that. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't buy that. Look, I've known you a long time since before you went to the Senate. You were a Supreme Court contender. You take words as seriously as any man who's ever served in the Senate. And every word you repeated that phrase, I do not believe that you used that accident. He said, just don't. That's well, a lie. I should have seen some more of it. Well, I know, but we didn't. We well, didn't it, it was so much fun. And and I was I just don't even mind who used the sloppy excuse before. And and it finally uh, came to me. Comey. When he's oh. saying it's oh you say, Oh, we were a little sloppy with the FISA application. <laughs> oh. You know, we weren't just yeah, when we left sloppy. out the word nod yeah, and stuff like sloppy. kind of sloppy and the whole steel dossier uh, that we paid for. That was so Ted sloppy. obviously watched Comey try to get away with it, which he really didn't. That was the only good interview Mike Chris Wallace ever did, but but I mean, it's sloppy. Uh here's the good news though. I mean, thank God for Tucker Krause and, and and this is I think which gives me hope to Charlene and all you guys, there is hope because you do you had Laura Ingram started her show saying Fauci just lied. No one's being polite about it anymore. Before everybody would have been, well, we're not sure what they meant. Now Tucker Krause and he doesn't even let Ted Cruz finish his <laughs> sentence where he says that's a lie. What you said was just a lie and I don't believe what you're telling me now. And then Ted Cruz, you know, it did so maybe exactly so these stupid politicians who think they can fool us i think well, are hopefully can. are learning well maybe i mean ted did the same thing i was, I was with peter Boyle today for lunch 
and and we were in Cleveland, and Ted got up on stage for his endorsement of Trump, and it was just awful. He just committed suicide. I mean, it was just the most weasley endorsement ever is said. But so if you ever have to remind yourself, and, and here's the sad part. Here's the worst part. He is probably one of the two or three best senators in the in, in the entire United States. Holly and a couple of what others. about Michael Bennett? Well, and John Hickenlooper. I, I like Michael, but I don't even mind Hickenlooper. He's sort of Republicans that bother me. Democrats, <laughs> you know what you get. You're, you're not you're not <laughs> fooling anybody. Um, All right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for us on this Party Friday. Thank you, as always, to everybody joining us on Zoom. You can catch the shows at chuckandjulie.com. We're also on Rumble. Love to have you join us on Rumble. Um, It's the Chuck and Julie Show. And again, we have a new account. We're on Twitter, of course, and Facebook, the Chuck and Julie Show. And we're also on Getter, G-E-T-T-R.com now. And that's Chuck and Julie. Um, Thank you to the guys at BBS. Thank you to Mark and Mike. And we will. Everyone else, thank you for all your listeners. We love you. And we'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.